Fanatics. What up, y'all? You like what up, y'all? I was, uh, <laughs> I, uh, you guys don't give me any, uh, comments back, so I have to watch myself, which I hate. And, um, it was, it was like, hello, everyone, which is like, kind of, kind of like low energy. So, um, I think I'm changing it to what up, y'all? So that's it. Unless somebody gives me some sort of feedback about that being bad, I'm gonna do that because it's, um, more exciting, I guess. Uh, more higher, higher energy. Doesn't matter. We are in the top half of the power rankings. Man, I thought 32 teams didn't sound like a lot. It's a beast. It is a lot of research and teams. And I don't know if I can do it again. I mean, this is like a, a fun, a fun, a fun thing to do. But man, it's a, it's a lot, a lot of research. Um, going, talking about every team. But they're starting to get more exciting because I now I get to compliment teams and tell them how great they are because they're in the top half of my power rankings. Most of the teams are going to make the playoffs. If you are doing math at home, you realize that most of my bad teams are in the NFC, right? Everybody, no matter what show you watch, everybody's going to agree that the uh, NFC is worse than the AFC, right? So if you do the math, that means uh, six teams are left in the NFC. I have the Packers winning the a NFC North, obviously, because I've already done all four of those teams. So that means that every team I do from here on out in the NFC, I have making the playoffs, right? So my number 16 team, I have making the playoffs, but they're still 16. Even though top 14 team makes, makes the playoffs, they're still my number 16 team. And that is uh, the Washington Commanders. So my, I was, I was thinking about how I would start this. And I think the way that I want to start this is um, about how we look at narrative. Uh, so, so there's teams that we like that finish the year strong, right? Uh, the Jags finish the year strong. The Lions finish the year strong. The Steelers finish the year strong. Um, but I, uh, the Commanders went 6-1 and one in a stretch. And that stretch was uh, five games before the end of the season, right? Uh, and they beat the Bears, Packers, Colts. They lost to the Vikings. They beat the Eagles, the Eagles, um, the Texans, and the Falcons. They went 6-1 and one in that stretch. And they lost everyone. They had 20 guys on IR at one time. It was brutal. And that's going with Heineke, Wentz, finally getting over to Howell. They went all all sorts of changeover. Uh, Logan Thomas got hurt. Uh, Brian Robinson was shot at the beginning of the year. Their, uh, Chase Young was in and out of, the li- out of the lineup. They had all sorts of problems um, in, on the team. So let's take the narrative, right? The Lions, and I want to pick on the Lions because I've already picked on them uh, before. They get healthy and go on a run. DJ Chark missed, what, seven games? Finally got healthy, they go on a run. So this team gets healthy, and then they get hurt again. So they don't end the year strong, but when they're healthy, they can beat the Eagles, who went to the Super Bowl. So let's, everybody, we're so offense and quarterback focused, and we forget that most teams win with defense. Aaron Rodgers ain't won a Super Bowl in 14 years. 
Most teams win with defense. Yes, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes are elite, probably the best two that ever done it. But most teams win with defense. Like, look how many defensive players made all pro in the Eagles last year. You win with defense. Yeah, Tom Brady's amazing, but Bill, Bill Belichick's still a defensive coach. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't carrying those uh, Steelers teams to Super Bowls. Joe Flacco wasn't carrying those uh, Ravens teams to Super Bowls. Trey Dilfer wasn't carrying those teams to Super Bowls. Um, second, uh, second year, Russell Wilson wasn't carrying that team to Super Bowl. Uh, Denver Broncos wasn't carrying that uh, 39-year-old Peyton Manning to a Super Bowl. So Peyton Manning was uh, benched for Brock Osweiler that year. So everybody needs to just chill out with like obsessing over these teams that are so offensive focused. That's not what wins championships. That's not what wins the playoffs. Like the, the Vikings were amazing all year. They were offense. They were great. They were, they crushed everyone. They ran into the giants who I have lower than these teams. And the giants just like, all right, we're better defensively. We are going to scheme you and we are going to beat you. And they did. The Vikings have more talent on offense than the giants do. Kevin O'Connell's a very, very good coach. Defense is what wins in this league, and we got to remember that and stop getting so focused on, well, quarterback, you know, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, Justin Fields is amazing, and he's going to win seven and a half games. Oh, wait, he won three last year. Like, <laughs> what do we do? Russell Wilson, oh, he's the piece we need on the Broncos. No, nah, you got some other problems. They were 5-12. and 12. Maybe it was just that this great uh, coach in Pete Carroll and this great defense that he has most most of the time were, were pretty pretty good, pretty good. So I didn't want to go into, get into a little rant right there, but I know people are going to challenge me about the Commanders and they think they're terrible and they're not. They were they were, they were five hundred last year with twenty plus people on IR. They got Eric Bieniemy, just a few coaches that have uh, been on the uh, uh, Andy Reid tree. Um, Sean McDermott, pretty good. Uh, John Harbaugh, pretty good. Doug Peterson, he won a Super Bowl. Ron Rivera, oh wait, he's the coach of this team and has been to a Super Bowl. Matt Nagy, that terrible Bears team that everybody's like, ah, why are they so terrible? He took that team with Mitch Trubisky to the playoffs a lot. So coaching matters and they get an Andy Reid coach that joins another Andy Reid coach. So let's just walk through um, uh, what we do all the time and we talk about uh, PFF grades, right? So uh, they have the D-line, the third best D-line in the league, which might be a little low. That D-line is all first-round picks. That D-line is monsters, or they are monsters. They sweat Allen Payne and Young. If Young's healthy, that, those are monsters, 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 monsters. Um, so their secondary is ranked 11th. That makes a little bit of sense. Uh, they were... They were they overperformed last year. Uh, they were top ten last year as a secondary grade, um, and I, I agree that they did overperform. But they draft a guy in the first round and a guy in the second round to be their corners. They 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 invest in corners there because they know oh our front seven's elite. Let's get our corners, and then our O line's ranked twenty seventh. I disagree but i understand what what they were saying they said this in the blurb it's just so much turnover it's going to take time to gel they bring in three new guys they bring wiley from the super bowl winning kansas city chiefs uh and they bring your uh, over um uh gates 
uh, from the Giants, I believe. And then they bring over, uh, they uh, draft uh, Stromberg in the third round, um, which centers in the third round. Uh, that's pretty good. You don't, you don't draft centers high usually. A third round center is, is usually one of the top tier centers uh, in the draft. Um, and then they have they bring back uh, their left tackle and their uh, uh, right guard. So they got talent on their offensive line. I still agree that it's probably below average, but they're in the NFC, so it don't really matter that much because they're still going to be able to win games with a with a, a below average offensive line. Um, and they had a bad offensive line last year and still went eight eight and one. So let's move to their um, their schedule from last year. So they play the Jags. The Jags, everybody loves uh, week one. Um, I know this is Peterson's first, first game, but they uh, beat them 28 to 22. Uh, they lost to the Lions. I know I've just talked about how we should put them in the same level as the Lions. They lost at Lions 36 27. They lost the Eagles 28 8. They lost the Cowboys at Cowboys 25 uh, 10. They lost uh, to the Titans before everybody went down on the Titans 17 21. Uh, they beat the uh, they won at the Bears uh, that are supposed to win seven and a half plus games this year. Uh, they won at Bears twelve uh, seven. They uh, beat the Packers Aaron Aaron Rodgers twenty three twenty one. They won at Colts seventeen sixteen. They lost the Vikings by three twenty to seventeen. They beat the Eagles um, thirty two to twenty one. They beat the Tech at the Texans twenty three ten. They won against the Falcons 19-13, and then they tie the Giants at Giants 2020, which that was very frustrating if you're a Commanders fan and kind of a Giants fan. They both were like, eh, we're both good with just tying. Nobody really wanted to win that game. Uh, then they, the next week, they played Giants again, which is weird. Uh, they lost to them 20-12. They lost at 49ers 37-20. Uh, they lost to the Browns 24-10, and then they beat the Cowboys 26-6, but... That was Sam Howell's first start, and Cowboys were resting people because they didn't need to win a game. They were already locked in to the five seed. So there's not huge takeaways from it, except for when they are healthy, they're beating almost everyone. Like, they lost the Vikings by three, and the Vikings were sort of on a run uh, then. Uh, but, yeah, they beat the Eagles. They beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they... they they won games when they're when they're fairly healthy. Uh, this team that's supposed to be terrible this year that didn't lose anyone and didn't really gain anyone. Like I think they lost like four players and they gained like three. And all four players were like Heineke and Wentz and like who cares? And they the games were like Jacoby Brissett and who cares? They're basically bringing back the entire team, which continuity kind of matters. Uh, I, I guess the people they brought in were uh, offensive linemen uh, too. Uh, but I was looking for like like real like meaningful impactful guys and no no splash moves here or there the biggest splash move is you bring eric b in i mean he has a couple super bowls <laughs> and i say this in uh panthers pies all the time but um i'm pretty sure he could have gone a lot of places like he he could have gone i'm sure he wasn't only offered the commander's position but he chose the commanders, and he ain't stupid. He ain't stupid to be like, yo, I'm giving up on the Chiefs to go to this crap franchise, which they've been a crap franchise, I agree with, but this crap team. Uh, because why? Why would you do that? Why would you like, tank your career? So 
you got to start asking yourselves these questions. You can't just assume that people are stupid because these are these, this is an, this is an important decision in Eric Bieniemy's life, and he says I need to go somewhere and prove that I can do it without Andy Reid. And the place that he chose was the Commanders. So we got to start thinking about that just a little bit. Like it's not just these guys. These guys are at the top of their profession. They're not morons. They're not morons. Like, yeah, some, sometimes if you're going into a better job, you'll take a kind of crappy team, um, unless you're Brian Flores and you're like, Aaron Zoldan is crappy. I'm not going to take that job. That makes a lot more sense. But for the most part, you're going you're gonna to take a worse position, a better position in a worse environment. But when you're going from the same position in a great environment to another environment, you got to be pretty, you got to be pretty confident that that, that team's going to be okay. And the fact that we're saying an eight, eight and one team that theoretically their younger guys got better and you're getting healthy is not going to be better. It's just kind of silly, I guess. Everybody said, well, well Sam Howell, I don't know. Oh yeah. Carson Wentz and Taylor Haneke were all-stars. Like what? You're going to take a step back from Carson Wentz last year who started what? Uh, <laughs> uh, four and one. Baker Mayfield style four and one. I don't man. I don't. I don't know man. I don't see it. I think uh, even if if Sam Howell struggles, uh, <laughs> he ain't gonna be worse than Carson Wentz. Um, and you get Eric Bieniemy. So let's let's go into what I have going on this year. So I have the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, game one. They win. I think they dominate that because that that defense that defense is just gonna own Colton Coy. Uh, then they go at Denver. I think they lose that just because it's at Denver. It's an, as an, a little bit of travel. Mile high is a tough place to play. That's interesting though, but cause I think Sean Payton's still kind of in, integrating his uh, system. I still have that as a loss. I think they catch Buffalo at home. So I got him as a win against Buffalo. I think that, um, Kincaid's not ready. Uh, that offensive line's not ready. Cook hasn't got his reps in uh they're basically just going to be relying on um davis and Diggs, which i think josh allen might not even have time because man the defense is good uh then they i think they lose at philly um then they they beat chicago because it's home on thursday night and chicago is going to have to travel on a, on a short week then they get um, a mini buy basically, and then they go to uh, Atlanta. They beat Atlanta uh, because that defense can stop their run game. And if they can't run, they can't do nothing. Uh, they go at they go to the Giants. Um, I have it as a loss. I think it's a loss. I think the Giants. I think the Giants are in a bad place right there because they they start losing some games. It's a must win for them, uh, and it's at home. Uh, I got at home against Philly. I think they win that because I think they split with Philly. And uh, like they did last year, they split with Philly. Uh, at Seattle is interesting. I still think Seattle wins that game. I just think um, uh, Pete Carroll um, has those guys ready to play. They are pretty young. Those tackles on both sides are second years. It's going to be a really tough test against that defensive line. But I still think uh, Seattle finds a way to win that game. Um, it's still a really good coach against a young quarterback. So then I got uh, New York Giants. I think they split with the Giants. They went tie and lost last year. I think that they go uh, loss and win this year. Then you go to Dallas on a short week. 
And I have it penciled in as a win because I think Dallas is looking ahead. They just play a, a game against the Panthers at Panthers. And I think that that's going to be um, – I think both those teams are going to have good records going into that game. And I think it's going to be a very high emotion game. And I think they beat the Panthers. And I think that they're at uh, Carolina. They have to go home. They have to re – like um, they have to get themselves like, you know, ready again. And I think after a um, – New York Giants win at home. I think that the uh, commanders are like feeling themselves a little bit and they can beat anybody. And they, uh, they split with Dallas last year. I know that it was the end of the year last year and that game didn't really matter, but they usually play Dallas tough. So I have them uh, beating Dallas and then they get a mini buy and they get Miami at home. I just don't think Miami is ready for that physicality. Uh, so I have them beating Miami and then they go and buy and they, they kind of got screwed with their schedule because, like, why, why do you go on? So you have a Thursday night game and you get a 10 days off and then you get a game and then you get a buy. So you get 10 days and then 14 days. That's, yeah. I guess what's good about that is you get healthy, but geez, man, like give me the mini buy early and then give me the, the, uh, the, the buy late. Like what do you, they, they kind of got screwed with that. I don't know if they're complaining, but I'm complaining for them. Um, and then they go to the Rams. I think the Rams have sold off at this point. I think that, they have a lot of young, fun guys, but I think that they are starting to, you know, shut down guys for the year or they're trading or they are. I just don't think they're ready, especially they're playing. Their guys are like 24 years old. They're not ready for these monsters in um, in, in the commanders, just like the Panthers weren't ready for the Steelers last year. Steelers are just men among boys. Same thing. It's uh, they're just not ready for the physicality of the of the commanders. At Jets, I think the Jets are uh, vying for playoff positioning at this point, um, and I think that they it's a must win for them, and I think they pull it out. Uh, but they got to fix that offensive line. I think they do do that, or I think that they start kind of getting it together by the end of the year. So I have the uh, Jets beating the Commanders. I have San Francisco, kind of the same idea. They're fighting for a playoff spot. They're more talented. They're better coached. They're going to beat the Commanders. And then Dallas, I have as a win because Dallas is going to do exactly what they did last year and they are going to rest their starters because they will have the number one overall seed in the NFC. Beep, 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 beep. That's a little, I mean, if you've heard me talk about the Cowboys at all, I, I think they're the best roster in the, in the league. And I think that they are the number one seed in the NFC going to, into the playoffs. So that makes 10 and 7. Uh, there's like some swing games there. I think they can win at Denver. Um, I think that they could uh, lose to at Dallas. Um, so there's like some there's some games there that I'm not sold on. They definitely could uh, lose the to Miami too, but I don't see them losing to Dallas and Miami. Miami. So I got them like right around ten and seven. Which, if you think about the top six teams in the AFC or NFC, that I mean, ten and seven doesn't sound crazy, right? You know, so uh, I think I have the seventh best team in the NFC is nine and eight. The sixth best team is ten and seven. That doesn't make a that's not that doesn't sound crazy to me. So that's a, a game and a half better than last year. So you add the enemy, you get the second year of, uh, um, of Dotson. Uh, theoretically, you're more healthy. Theoretically, your offensive line plays better because you put a lot of emphasis in that. I mean, I don't, I don't see you get uh, Brian um, 
Brian Robinson <clears throat> not coming back from uh, the tragedy like before that where he got shot in the leg. Um, so hopefully he's like healthy at the beginning of the year. Um, uh, I would expect Sam Howell to play probably slightly below average, but with the enemy, I think a lot of you can scheme a lot, especially you can have a lot of jump balls with um, John Dotson. That dude's good. And people are sleeping on that dude. That dude is really, really good. And he um, out targeted McLaurin the last six games of the season, I believe. And you still got Terry McLaurin, who's really good. They might have two top 20 players, uh, receivers in the league. Um, everybody's talking about um, Alave and Michael Thomas. I mean, if we really, really think about it, do you think McLaurin and Dotson are worse than uh, uh, Alave and Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas, who's played 10 games in three years, and he's 30 years old, and who knows? And Alave, who's a second year? Oh, wait, just like John Dotson? They were both first-rounders uh, last year? Yeah, I mean, if you listen to my uh, the, the pod that I had with um, Ashby, uh, my brother-in-law, We've already kind of talked about all of this. Uh, it's it's more of the people that the reason that people will like push back on this is that we just think commanders and we think we don't think stars and they're not a sexy team and they don't have the quarterback and their coach is a little boring and it's it's, it's so funny how how much uh, people were on the why is it enemy getting a head coaching job and then the enemy goes as offensive coordinator it's like well that didn't really move the needle. Okay, like, <laughs> does that make sense? Is, is any of, can we can we just like go like to go to the bare 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 minimum of logic, right? Just bare minimum. So we say this team was eight eight and one. This team is getting a better offensive coordinator. This team is getting healthy. <laughs> this team is getting a better offensive line. This team drafted corners to sit with their other corners that played really well last year. This team lost nobody of any kind of significance. Do you think that team got better? Probably. Do you think that team got better by a game and a half? That sounds logical. Like, I, I don't want to be, like make like sound ridiculous when I say that, but... Let let's just let's let, let let's just like let logic speak for us. I mean, if you think that the enemy's worse, that they're going to be just as injured last year, that their offensive line, even though they added three new starters, is worse. Um, like, then okay, sure, maybe. And then you think that I don't know what else you. I mean, Jahan Dotson doesn't get better his second year. Like everybody else is going to get their their uh, sophomore upswing, but not him. Okay, sure. I mean, let's go by your logic. I I don't I don't I I can't I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but I have them going ten and seven. If you think that you you found ways that they got worse as a team, because I couldn't do it. I couldn't find one loss that they had that was worse that made them worse. Then feel free to uh, tweet me or comment on the pod like whatever you whatever however you want to like make make it known that they're worse just let me know because i i don't see it all i see is maybe the best defense in the league and really really good offensive weapons and two nfl starting running backs would you rather have uh gibson and brian robertson or 
um, Herbert or uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Or, uh, I mean, Alexander Madison, honestly. Like, Alexander Madison's fine, but would you rather have just him or would you rather have two good starters? I mean, Antonio Gibson, he gets dismissed because he's uh, in uh, Washington. He's he's pretty good. He's really good uh, for that team. Um, that that's about all. I, I, all I'm going to do is vamp more. It, the, the overall point is that they are really, really good everywhere. Everybody's just dismissing him because of the quarterback. But why are we doing that when we have guys in the league like uh, Derek Carr, who's sixty-three and seventy-nine, or uh, Baker Mayfield, who was awful last year, or Desmond Ritter, who was a was the same area of pick as Sam Howell, or I mean, there's they're everywhere. These quarterbacks are everywhere, and they find what Geno Smith was no one. He went to a really, really good team. You know what? He was really, really, really good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. So my 16 is uh, the Washington Commanders, and I'm not saying that they're world beaters. I'm saying that they are barely above average as a team, but they're in the NFC, and they have a really good defense, and that's all that really matters. So uh, thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.